Hello everyone, welcome to uh, Lakeside High School Transcript. I'm Daniel Robinson. And I'm Claudia LaServa. And today we had the privilege of sitting down with Mr. Snyder. We got to talk about his own podcast, 413 Adobe Street. Um, we also talked about his transition from high school to middle school to high school again. And we also got to talk about his most influential role model and Lakeside versus Elsinore. Uh, we hope you guys enjoy. And now to Claudio and Daniel. You'd be surprised. I can't get behind. Oh, I've tried it. I, just, I can't get behind that. Like chocolate covered pretzels? No. Oh, no. I, can't I love both of those things, but not together. It's like you guys, Claudio and Daniel. I like you both, but together, I don't want to. <laughs> what are we doing here? Ready? What are we doing here? Do we do an intro or no? We just want to jump after. We used to record an intro after. I think this was the good intro. No, it was a pretty good intro. Yeah, I'd say so. All right, so welcome to the podcast, Mr. Snyder. Speaking of podcasts, you have your own, 413 Adobe Street. How do That's, you know this? You remember this? Yeah. Yeah, we haven't recorded it in almost two years Since now. But 2020. But there are 19 episodes of that you still listen to. It's me and my brother, and it's it's it was super fun. We just stopped because, well, I stopped because I got too busy, and now I'm not too busy, and he always bugs me to do it again, and I just tell him I'm too busy. But hopefully he won't listen to this and find out that I'm not actually too busy. <laughs> Where does that name come from? Is that that's street the, address? Yeah, that's the address we grew up on, downtown Gosh. Elsinore, 413 Adobe Street. And most of the, that podcast is just us growing up in that same house. There's six kids in our family and just our experiences, funny stuff that happened. Just It's mostly just talking off the cuff about random stuff, but it's all kind of centered around growing up there on that right. street. Yeah. So you and your brother are pretty close? Yeah. Yeah, there's, like I said, six kids in my family, and we're all within eight years of each other. So my mom had six kids in eight years, all in her 20s, and... First four were boys. Her life could not have been good, but she kept having kids anyway for some reason. Uh, but yeah, so we all grew up in the house. I lived there till I was 21 and moved out and got married and stuff. Uh, actually, I tell the kids I'm almost 23 right now. That's not going to ruin this, is it? That I'm, I, I think they believe I'm almost 23. We'll sure. just go with we'll that. We'll go with that. Yeah. Okay. Put some makeup on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, how, how would you say your transition was from Terracotta to Lakeside? Uh, it, was, it was exactly perfect for me because... Well, like you guys are seniors. So your first year at Terracotta, your sixth grade year, that was my first year there too. And I had spent three years at Elsinore High School. And then they shipped me over to Terracotta right when you guys got there. So I went those three years with you guys. And then when this job opened up near the end of your eighth grade year, I, I had wanted to get back to high school anyway because high school is better than middle school. I mean, well, you, have you seen those middle school kids? You, you've been <laughs> I around. I can imagine. Right, yeah, yeah. So I wanted to get back freshman. to – yeah, my goal was always get back to Elsinore. But then this one opened up near the end of your eighth grade year, and I'm like, you know what? The, all the kids I know from Terracotta are going to Lakeside. Why don't I try to go with them? And got the job, and it, it was a no-brainer. So perfect transition. It was like I – it was like this was already my home because I already knew half the students from Terracotta. From what was it like years. at Elsinore? What was that like from going from Elsinore to TC? Uh from Elsinore to Terracotta was, uh, what's the word? Awful? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I went to, I grew up in Elsinore, like I said. I went to, so I graduated from Elsinore High School. And that was my goal. That was my dream was to teach at Elsinore High School. And so when I finally got hired there, I was there for three years. And part of that was student teaching. Part of that was hired legit. Uh, and so then at the end of that third year there, enrollment was down there. And so someone had to go and I was the newest history teacher. So I got shipped off to Terracotta and I, I was devastated. I did not want to go to middle school. Again, Elsinore was my dream, right? And it's a great school. The school spirit's awesome. Um, I hate to like say good things about Elsinore on a Lakeside High School podcast, but I, I did not want to leave there. And then when I went, to, so I went to Terracotta and, you know, got used to that, kind of became kind of my home. And so, but by the end of the third year, I'm like, I can get back to a high school. Like I gotta, I gotta do that. 
Did you notice anything significant going from those like different age groups? What was that transition kind of like? Did you have to tailor your teaching differently, or uh, I should have? I didn't much because I'm not a good teacher. But I, yeah, it was the, when I my one of my earliest memories of going to terracotta was it was like the second day of school, and I had one class of sixth graders, and so I went from teaching juniors down to sixth graders. And one day, this kid is coming late to class. I'm like, hey, why are you late? And, and he said, I'm not joking, he said, I had to tie my shoe and I kept messing up. <clears throat> and I'm like, where am I right now? Like, I, get me back to a high school. And then three years later, I got back to a high school and half my students still can't tie their shoes, I've noticed. <laughs> Speaking of that, what, what would you say would have to have been the worst incident that you've had to deal with at TC? At TC, oh, the worst incident. See, I want to just say a name right now, but you—that's <laughs> on you. <laughs> I didn't prompt for one. I, I'm not going to say a name. Uh, I actually didn't have a lot of like bad discipline discipline problems, honestly. Like in general, my style, whatever the kids like me, we get along, and it, I try to make it fun. And it, it's not bad. There's always that one class. Every teacher has that one class every year that's just a little rowdy or whatever. But I, off the top of my head, I can't think of like one incident that was terrible that I could throw out there. Uh, but high school is just better than middle school in general. Again, you were middle schoolers. And in fact, I knew Weird you, time. Daniel. Yeah. When you were in eighth grade, I had you in eighth grade. You were, I never heard your voice in my life until like today. Yeah. And <laughs> no, but I found out last year that you were in the play. What was it? The zoo? Yeah. And, the zoo story. and they were telling me who was in it. Dan, Daniel's in it. I'm like, wait, that can't be the same Daniel. And turns out you're all Mr. Actor now. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> um, I was going to ask you, since I'm doing the interview here, like, what what made you want to do that? Because you were, like, very shy and quiet. Are you still shy and quiet? A little bit, but I feel like I grew out of it a little bit. Okay. Um, I don't know, just, like, something about, like, going to high school. Like, I slowly started to, like, open up, which got me into, like, acting and stuff. So, okay, it's definitely really fun. That's that he, he made leaps and bounds during Zoo Story. He went <laughs> from, bet. like, the really quiet Daniel when we first met to beat me up on stage and, and screaming with no problem by the end of it. Yeah, well, that's throwing you right into the fire right there. <laughs> yeah. And to be fair, a lot of people wanted to beat Claudio, to, Claudio up for a while. Of course. Yeah. Hey, wait, I have a Claudio story. Can I? Do you remember me from eighth grade? Do you remember that incident in eighth grade? You know, the, the Hamilton-Jefferson thing. You know what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so we had this class competition between my class and Armstrong's class and Jones's, you know, eighth grade social studies classes, de- debates between Jefferson's point of view and Hamilton's point of view. And... My class won every period that year. Like, the, the judges voted my class to win every period. And then we get to sixth period, and you were in Armstrong's sixth period. And my class was fine. And then you got up there. And, you know, most of the kids go up there and read their card, or mine had memorized it. But they just say it like robots. And you go up there, and you're just talking legit like you knew what you were talking about. And you just went off. And I was like, who is this kid? And all my kids in my class were turning around looking at me like, Snyder, what, what do we do? What do we do? And I'm just like, he's better than you guys. Like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> and, and you guys won that period. I also think, though, the reason you won, one of the judges was engaged to Mr. Armstrong. And I, I think he would have broken off the engagement had she not voted for him at least once that day. But... <laughs> But you were you were amazing that day. And to we, be fair, the others were, were throwing a little bit. They were had the robot going um, on. Yo, yeah, your your class overall wasn't as good as mine, but you stole the show. And so I agree with that. Yeah, and so we went back to class, and all my students were like, "Snyder, what were we, that, what was that all about? What was that?" And I said, "You know what, you guys, Claudio's just better than you in every way. Like, you need to go home and rethink your lives, reassess, and understand that Claudio is your superior in every way. You will never be what Claudio is. Um, hang your heads in shame, children. And I think that's what they did." That was my first day as a life coach, actually. <laughs> uh, what do you think uh, you enjoy the most about like teaching history? History, you get to just tell stories, and that's what I like to do. I like to just tell stories, and I, 
Uh, I try to make it interesting. Some of the stories I tell in class are actually true, but that's that's a lot of what it is. It's telling stories, and no, I, I, I mostly don't make stuff up. It's fun. It would be hard to teach math for me because you're teaching a math. Like, it's hard to tell stories. No offense, Mr. Wimpenny, if he's <laughs> if he's around here anywhere. But, yeah, it's teaching history. You get to tell stories, and it's just fun. Yeah. You get to show a lot of movies, too. That's pretty awesome. What would you say if you had one would be your philosophy for teaching? So everyone's is different. I'm not saying my mine is better than anybody else's, but you have to enjoy what you do, enjoy what you teach. And obviously I like history. And if you enjoy what you're doing, you're going to make it more fun. You're going to make it more interesting if you're more into it. Even if the kids aren't into that subject, if they can see the teacher is, it, it's kind of infectious and they, they enjoy it more. So that's, that's one thing. And also understand that uh, a lot of the kids don't want to be at school and if you can do whatever you can to liven it up, make it interesting, make it fun, at least for that period, they'll be glad they're at school. Uh, I was, when I was in high school, I was one of the kids I didn't want to be at school. I, true story, I barely graduated high school. I was, you know, D minuses all the way through. I did the bare minimum to get through because I did not want to be there. I never thought I would want to be a teacher when I was in high school. But, you know, people change over time. And eventually I realized later in life what I wanted to do. It was be a teacher. I realized that, you know, it's, it's like a, it's a talent that I have. I, I feel like I can connect to kids. And so I thought that's what I should do. And, and so, so here we are. And I, I think that comes across in my teaching. And again, I'm not perfect. I'm not saying that I'm not, you know, the best teacher on earth or anything like that, but I think it comes across and kids can see that I like what I do and it, it helps them be happy to be there too. I'd agree with that. I think there's a certain animation about you that, that just the energy you radiate, you can tell, I mean, a lot of teachers could take something from that because yeah. there's a lot of them that don't, go that extra step to engage with students or, or really anything like that. But, um, and, and to me, if you don't do that, that's a, that's a boring job. If you're just sitting behind the desk doing nothing and not yeah. engaging with kids, it, I'd get bored with that, honestly. But, um, but maybe I'm, I'm not like everybody. So I, I personally would get bored with that. Do you feel like obligated to be really energetic and, and yeah, yeah. Not just for the kids, but for myself, like, you know, I don't yeah. want to sit there and just hate my life for the seven hours we're at school. Right. And, and so I, I think that comes across, you know, I like being there. And there are days where, sure, where I don't particularly want to go to work. Everyone has those days, but those days you, you fake it when you, when you can, you know, and hopefully they don't know when I'm faking it. Um, those, if my students are listening, I've never faked it at all. Like it's always legit, by the way. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, what are you looking uh, forward to the most this year or has it already happened? Um, like, like school year wise, what I'm looking forward to? Just like anything. Christmas is always my thing. Christmas. Yeah, I so this is my favorite time of year. It's cooling off a little bit. Like it's only going to be ninety today. How how nice is that? <laughs> yeah. And then you got Halloween, Thanksgiving, uh, my birthday, which is pretty important, and Christmas coming up. This is my favorite time of year. And then you get to like January and February, and there's nothing left to look forward to, and you just wonder why you even woke up that morning. But for now, things are awesome. Yeah. I'd agree with that. Yeah. Um, speaking on going back to like Elsinore versus Lakeside, which would would you say that you prefer more and, and why? Are you trying to get me in trouble here? That's what you're... I just want a hot take from you. Okay, so again, I went to Elsinore. All my siblings and cousins all went to Elsinore. My mom went to Elsinore. My aunts and uncles went to Elsinore. That was my dream. And that, that's an awesome school. It was a great place to be. Um, once I, and when I was at Elsinore, you know, Lakeside's always had this reputation of being that other school. Elsinore and Temesco have this rivalry. And then Lakeside was the third school. It's just, oh, it's that other school. Like, kind of like, looked down on or whatever or ignored and so when i came to lakeside i realized 
if I know the actual students here, which I do, you know, again, from Terracotta, like now it's not the school, it's the people themselves. And I know them. And so it's just as great as Elsinore was. You know, I knew the people at Elsinore and it was great. I know the people, the students at Lakeside and it's great. It's not just a building. It's not just the name of a school, you know. So uh, I I have no desire to go back to Elsinore now. I'll throw that out there now. So I, I don't want to go back there. This is my home now. And I never thought I would say that. When I left Elsinore, I thought that my life is ruined. I got to get back to Elsinore. And I never thought that I would say this, but yeah, Lakeside's my home. I have no intention of leaving it until they fire me, which, you know, who knows? Maybe, maybe tomorrow. Maybe after this goes out, this podcast. Slip it under the door. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, what would you say your biggest pet peeve is with your students? Oh, man. Easy. Tardies, man. Don't be late. My students will tell you that I, I hate tardies. I hate them. Um, the office knows I hate tardies because I'm always in their ear about tardies. And, and Lakeside, if we're going to compare Lakeside to Elsinore, the the tardy thing at Lakeside, it's unbelievable. Well, this year it's been a lot better because they're they're doing stuff to to mitigate that, I guess we could say. But night and day difference as far as attendance, and for some reason, tardiness it drives me crazy. When I was sitting out there waiting to do this podcast, and Claudio was lacing his shoes for eight minutes, he was lacing his shoes. I'm like, dude, they're shoes. Get get let's let's go, let's do this. And then we're waiting for Wimpenny and Flannery to get here. I'm like, come on, attendance people, promptness. Is Flannery still in it? Oh, I, know, I think he was like flexing in the mirror or something, getting burrito. Yeah, or, yeah I, I, I think know. that's what. Yeah, I think yeah. that was something. I hope I'm telling that's a cheap shot. Hey, to be fair, we said 830. We're good. <laughs> what was that? I said, to be fair, we said 830. We're good. Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I like how also earlier he mentioned like if Wim Penny's here at all. <laughs> <laughs> Should we make direct references or can, is that forbidden? Can, people know where the producers are, people. Sure. So okay. I feel it's good to insult whoever you want to, and what, what are they going to do? Like, they can't do anything about it. I mean, it's, it'd be on air anyway. Yeah. yeah. I forgot to it's ask It's a shame you. we're not live. I meant to ask you, am I under oath right now? Like, as far I, as what goes. Uh, like, am I under, like, can I lie? Because I lie a lot. I'm probably going to lie a lot. I want honesty. Yeah. Oh. That's why I was asking you for your hot takes, like Lake, Lakeside versus Elsinore. Yeah. I feel like you have a certain perspective that I, maybe others don't. I've been totally honest so yeah. far. Yeah. 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 So I don't know, like, I, Elsinore is awesome. I wish Lakeside had the, the spirit that Elsinore has and Temesco, yeah. matter, you know, the, the spirit. But, you know, that's the students that make that. It's not up to the teachers. You know, the students, it's the students in the student section in the football games, you know. And, and Elsinore and TC have great student sections at football games. And for some reason, we just don't. And that's part of the culture that we need to try to change. I don't have the answer to how to do that. But I wish the spirit was better here. Would you say that's one of like the main differences in the student body as far as Elsinore versus Lakeside goes is kind of like school spirit and involvement. It's just a lot less at Lakeside. Yeah. Yeah. That's by far, that's the biggest difference. Yeah. And again, the, the students themselves, they're all, they're great people, you know, and again, this is my home. I, I love being here. Um, but that's the difference, the school spirit. And I don't know what makes that difference. I don't know why. That I think it's kind of like a slippery slope. Like you get told by so many teachers and admins getting shoved down your throat, school spirit, but it's like, how do we actually foster that and, and build Maybe. that culture? Yeah, and then if as, as long as I've been here, I haven't seen it really. Yeah, and if it's been like this for a long time, and then the the upperclassmen kind of teach that to the the freshmen as they come in, oh yeah, school sucks or whatever, you know, and it just kind of perpetuates itself over the years. I, I guess that's why, and I I don't know how to solve that or how to fix that. I just come here and try to be bright and cheery and tell them how great Lakeside is, and hopefully they'll believe me someday. You're a ray of sunshine, Mr. Steiner. Yeah, that'll, thank you. I appreciate that. Is my hair okay, by the way? I forgot to ask. A little, a little weird on the sides. Okay. I think the part might be messed up. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll do better. Sorry. I'd say reflecting in as a, as a senior now, I think when I was coming in as a freshman, that senior class was pretty good about, about school spirit, as far as I recall. Yeah, I think it was better that year. 
but I come from the perspective of comparing it to Elsinore, and it still wasn't nearly on that level. But I do think it was better than 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 it was last year for sure. And I think maybe this year is better than last year, actually. Maybe that's. Just I'd me. say so. Yeah. I think I've noticed a little bit more this year. Yeah, I think we're on the upswing here. Still not on par with the other schools. No, but, but I mean, who cares about the other schools? This is this is Lakeside High School. This is where dreams come true, people. This is where we all want to be, right? Yeah. I assume both of you are going to fail some classes on purpose. You can come here a fifth year, right? <laughs> That's what I would do if I were you. That's what I almost did, actually, at Elsinore. Um, what was your journey like becoming a teacher? That's a long old story there. But so, when I, like I mentioned, when I was in high school, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I never thought I wanted to be a teacher. And into my adult life, I still didn't know what I wanted to do. So I was an exterminator for like seven or eight years. Um, just It was just a job, just whatever. And I did random things like that. Um, except that I'm only 23, so this is going to mess that up. But still, I, I, yeah, I did that for a long time. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And eventually, I don't want to say how old I was, but eventually I realized it was like a bolt of lightning that I, I want to be a teacher. Like, and, and I, I thought about it a few years before that. Someone suggested it to me, and I was like, no way. There's, there's no way I want to do that, right? And just a few years later, it was really like an epiphany. Like, this is what I should be doing. This is what I'm put here on earth to do. And so, I had to go. I was I was an old adult by then. I had to go back, start college over again. I, I had like you know fifteen credits that transferred over, but that was it. I basically had to start fresh. So I did college straight through, um, no breaks, no summer breaks, nothing like that, uh, while I was working and you know as an adult. And so I did that in four plus years, and then continued straight through to get my master's. Went back to Elsinore High School, and you have to do student teaching uh, at, to be a teacher. And so. One of my one of my teachers from Elsinore from when I was a senior, I had him for government. He was still there, and he was old and about to retire, but he took me on as his student teacher, and his name was Randy Schultz, and it was it was awesome. Like when I when I walked in the door the first day, you know, to, to start teaching, it was the the first day of school in 2013 is when that was, and I went in there, and you know, usually when you have something that you want to do, once you actually do it, you're like, okay, it's not everything I thought it was going to be. It's not quite as good. Let me tell you. Grass when, is always greener. Yeah. But when I walked in there and we started, I'm like, this is exactly what I envisioned. And that that's very rare for that to happen. Like, this is, if anything, it's even better than I envisioned. And I just, I love that. I, I just loved it. Um, and so Randy Schultz, as my master teacher, he taught me everything. A lot of my teaching style comes from him. A lot of it's natural too, but uh, he taught me every so much. And he he put me in a position to succeed and to, and to do a good job. He just, he was the bad, I couldn't have asked for a better master teacher than him. Um, and so he was, he was awesome. And so I did that for a semester. That's when you get your teaching credential. And then I didn't get hired right away, but I started long-term subbing right across the hall from him for parts of the next few years. And again, it was, it was just everything I always thought it would be and, and more. And I just, I, I loved it. Um, and so I guess I got to finish this little bit of the story though. Uh, so I was there for three years and my third year there was when he finally retired. And that's when I got hired for real, le- legit there. And so he retired and he was down in that office fighting for me, like to get me hired. He retired halfway through the year and he, he was down in the office fighting to get me hired for real every day. And his last day of work on the job after teaching there for like 33 years, um, rather than sitting back and relaxing, he was down in the office during his prep period saying, are you going to hire Snyder or what? Like trying to get me hired. And so eventually they got me hired. I like to think some of it has to do with that I, they should have hired me, but maybe he just bullied. I don't know, but, but they hired me. Um, and so I, he became like, he was like a second dad to me, honestly. And so I got to really finish this story now. He retires and about six months later, he had an accident and he passed away. He was only, how old was he? Like 62 or 63. He had an accident and passed away. And so the reason I'm telling this story now is everyone always asks why I wear a tie every day. Um, when I started teaching at Ellisnord, my student teaching with Randy Schultz, 
he was an old school teacher who wore a tie every day and he made me wear a tie every day. I was going to wear a tie and one day I didn't and it's like I just killed his puppy or something. Like he was so upset. I'm like, okay, okay. So I wore, wore ties every day. And after he passed away, at first I thought like, he's going to haunt me if I don't wear a tie now. But then it's turned into like, this is a way I can honor him. It's where I, why I wear a tie every day. Today's Wednesday. It's College Wear Wednesday. I'm wearing a tie instead because it's to honor Randy Schultz. Uh, after he passed away, his wife gave me a bag of his ties. And so like half the ties I wear are actually his. And so I, there's days, like in real life, I'm a t-shirt, shorts, flip-flops kind of guy. And when people, students see me at Walmart, they're like, no way, you're not wearing a tie. I'm like, I only wear a tie to school, people. But that's the only way they ever see me, you know? And they're always shocked when I'm not wearing one. But I, there's days where I wish I didn't have to wear one to school, but I have to. I, I, I can't not wear one. So now that I've said all this, if I ever show up without a tie, a lot of people are going to make me feel pretty guilty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Should you do that for the last day of school? Uh, I, I have done Before that sometimes on the last day of school. And I'm like, this. I could get used to this, not wearing a tie to work, but I, I, I'll i never let myself get used to that. I won't do it. Nah. One thing I've always wanted to ask you is how did you manage to steal the Declaration of Independence? Yeah, so you've seen uh, National Treasure, right? Yeah. Very yeah. similar to that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I can't go into all – well, the FBI is still looking for me. And stuff, oh, yeah. so I don't want to, like – like we can edit this out, right? Because oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So so, and so that's how I did it. And so okay. sorry we had to edit that out. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> Going back, what would you say your your best memory with with Randy was? Uh, we had so much fun in that class. So a lot of my style is like I'm playfully rude to the students. Like we we throw shade on yeah. each other, and I take it back a little bit. You know, it's just fun. So that started because Randy, uh, we did that back and forth. I. It became part of my shtick that I am homeless. I live under a bridge in a cardboard box, and I still do that whole thing. You know, that's what I say. And and some of the kids actually believe it for some reason. Some of the kids aren't that bright, I guess. I don't know. But so Randy and I would do that in class. <laughs> or back you're a really forth. good actor. Yeah, or yeah, one of you. That's yeah. you. But we do that in class back and forth, and the kids loved it. Like to see your two teachers like roasting each other as part of the lesson plan, and we we just did it every day. It was, it was so much fun. Like I I think that those few months I was student teaching with him was like the my favorite months of my entire life because it was just so fun getting up and going to do that every day. Great. Thanks for bringing him up. Make me all sad. So <laughs> somebody, somebody pick me up. Getting more, more personal and into you, Mr. Snyder, what would you say Great. are some of your hobbies? Uh, big into sports, especially baseball, especially Dodgers. Flannery, shut your mouth back there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my, my whole family's Dodger fans since, you know, my grandparents back before I was born. It's like in our blood. So that's a big hobby. Also video games. I am a N Nintendo guy. I still have every system from the original Nintendo entertainment system all the way up through the switch. I have a game room with all of them hooked up. I have thousands of games. I'm like a collector. Um, so this ruins the whole thing about me living under a bridge. But I, I have a big cardboard box, let's just say. <laughs> so, yeah, I have my, my game room where that's all set up. And I, I, I'm i a very nostalgic kind of guy. Maybe that's why I teach history, too. And I just love going into my game room and playing some game from when I was, you know, 12 years old, like on Nintendo or whatever. And I, that's one of my, like, my relaxing getaway things, you know. Refuge, I do that. Yeah, it is. It is, yeah. Do you like any of the newer ones or not really? Yeah, well, every Nintendo system I have, like, like. I play Switch all the time, and, and I never I, I had a PS2 and a PS3 also, which I liked. I've never had an Xbox. I've never cared. That, there's only so much time in the day and so much money out there, right? And I've, I've always been more of a Nintendo guy, but I'm familiar with all of them. Obviously, I follow video games and all this stuff. I sound like such a nerd. we got to change the subject. This is terrible. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I didn't know if I wanted to geek out oh, with you there. man. But yeah. I'm we can edit all that out, right? We'll just edit all that out. No big deal. Yeah. <laughs> how is your, like, uh, how are you with, like, your family and everything? We're all super close. So again, six kids in eight years. And so we're all close in age. We all get along great. 
uh, you know, all growing up in the same house for that whole, you know, the whole time period there. All three of my brothers actually live in Utah now. Both my sisters still live here in Elsinore, though, and so I see them all the time. Um, so we're all super close. They usually come down. You know, my brothers come for Christmas. Some of them do. And, you know, so we, we see each other and talk all the time. Yeah, it's awesome. That's cool. Great, great family. Yeah, I'm very, very lucky, very blessed in that way. Yeah. Do you guys have any Snyder family traditions? Oh, for you? man, you, that's, you opened up a can right there. We all have... OCD. I am the worst with OCD, but we all have OCD. And if we do something one time, it's supposed to be done like that always. And so we have so many traditions. Christmas time, every day, it's like, okay, who's not doing it right? Who's not doing this day right? This is the day that we do this. This is the day we do this. This is the day we don't go here. It's it's ridiculous at Christmas time. But again, it's one of my favorite things. Um, if if we're not close enough to Christmas for me to tell all the Christmas stories, but have me on again sometime. And we have so many traditions when it comes to Christmas it, as a family. It's, it's that's why it's the best time of year for me. What's yeah. your what's your guys's take on Halloween? Yeah, um, how does how does that usually play out? Halloween's fun, but um, nowadays, like once you get old, and again, I'm almost 23 now. So once you get old, you don't care that much about Halloween. Like mostly Halloween, I sit there and watch a movie or play a video game and turn off my lights so that no one comes around wanting candy. And then the next day at school, I get candy from the students. That's but Halloween growing up was fun, you know, and I, it was always a pain. I never knew what I wanted to be for Halloween. I think I was a hobo like 13 years in a row because it was easy to do. Uh, but it was fun as a kid. But now I'm just like. Do you recycle get, the clothes every year? Uh, yeah, yeah. It got dirtier and dirtier? Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it became more authentic as time went by, yeah. But now I don't, I don't care. I just eat candy whenever. Once you're old, you can buy candy whenever you want to. Like Halloween's not that big a deal. It, I, I can drive my own car. And I drive it down to Walmart, the greatest store on earth, and I buy candy whenever I want. It's awesome. Being adult is great in that way. Yeah. How's Thanksgiving? Any Thank- weird uncles? Oh man, so many weird uncles. <laughs> no, no. We uh, for Thanksgiving, it growing up with my family, and then all my so my mom's sister, they lived two blocks from us, and so I had five cousins in her family, all the same ages as us. We all grew up really close, and my grandparents on my mom's side were here in Elsinore, and so we always had big Thanksgivings. We had like family gatherings every month, actually, to celebrate with you know dozens of us, you know, all together. And so now all my cousins and you know they've all grown, have their own families. So now Thanksgiving, I'm usually at my parents with my my sisters, and then I have an aunt and uncle in Irvine who come out, you know, for Thanksgiving. And it's pretty low key nowadays, but growing up, there we were all together, and it was it, good times. I have so many good memories about that. Yeah. You kind of miss that, that whole camaraderie with the whole family coming together. Now it's more. I do, but also I'm very introverted. Uh, people at school are surprised to find that I am total introvert. Like it, it's different at school. When I, when I leave school, I go home and I do my own thing and I don't want a lot of people around. And people are always, they never believe me when I tell them that at school, but I'm total introvert. And so I'm cool with low key Thanksgivings now, but it's, it's weird when my aunt and uncle can't come because like this year they're saying they might not be able to come and Thanksgiving to me, you have to have somebody weird there. Yeah. If it's just yeah. if it's just me and my parents and my sisters, that's like normal family dinner. Like you need somebody weird to come. And no offense to my aunt and uncle, but they're kind of weird. And so if they when they don't they've not come like one time, and it's like what is this? This is just family dinner. And so they better show up. If they don't show up this year, then we're gonna have an issue. And um, I don't want to say what I'll do because I could that could be used against me in a court of law later. But they better show up. What's your favorite dish on Thanksgiving? It's all about turkey, mashed potatoes, and the rolls my mom makes are the best rolls on earth. Like, I don't care what you've had, in, had to eat before. Her rolls make it taste like garbage. Okay, Her rolls are the best thing on the earth. And then also corn. That's that's all I eat right there. That that um, What's that cranberry sauce? That loaf of cranberry, whatever. that They call it sauce, but it ain't yeah. sauce. Yeah. I've never tasted that. Have no interest in it. Stuffing. I tasted that for the first time like two years ago. And I'm like, it's whatever. It, no, it's turkey, mashed potatoes, gravy, and rolls. Yeah. I'd say stuffing's a little overrated. I'm, I'm not a big fan of cranberry either. Yeah, and, and my favorite thing on Thanksgiving, like 
one of my superpowers, I can eat and eat and I don't get full and I don't get super fat. And so on Thanksgiving, I'll sit there at the table for an hour and a half, just eating the whole time. And just, I get so, that's my one time of year where I actually like start to feel full. And I just go lay down on the, on the living room floor on my back and just wish I was dead. And it's awesome. <laughs> like we call it fat doggy. Like, I don't know why we call it fat doggy, but you eat till you want to burst and you lie there and just want to die. And th- that's my favorite thing on Thanksgiving. Should be your new nickname. Uh, fat doggy. L- let's not start that. <laughs> let's not. Th- <laughs> I can see it now. All right, as we come to an end, uh, we want to do some rapid-fire questions. So first thing to come in your mind when we ask you these, just fire away. Oh, man. Tomato, fruit or vegetable? It's a fruit, technically, but it's a vegetable, really. Does that work? I suppose. Uh, Fruit or fruit on pizza or no? No, no. I mean, it's okay, but it's better to pick it off. Uh, Cats or dogs? Dogs. Dogs. Marvel or DC, and why? Okay, I should have a good answer for this because I'm a nerd. I like DC more, but it's really just because I grew up with it, watching the Super Friends and stuff. That, so I like it more. I acknowledge that the movies, the Marvel movies are way better than the DC movies, uh, but the Marvel movies are also getting pretty overrated and stupid. I'll throw that in there too. Is your hair white or gray? Electric Glacier. Gotcha. <laughs> have you seen Cobra Kai? I have not. I don't know why. <sighs> Karate Kid is one of my favorite movies. I need to actually sit down and watch Cobra Kai. So you called you Sensei Silver. Uh, oh. <laughs> I, can, I can live with that. I could live with that. I'm going to start watching that soon. Yeah, it is. We'll take that over, Fat Doggy. All right. Well, uh, we appreciate you coming on the podcast, and uh, we had a really great time talking to you. Do you know if I said anything that's going to get me fired? I was going to say, I hope you didn't. Okay. Well, I suppose that's that's their jobs. You know, in the wings of the stage. It is what it is. You know, what what can I do? (laughs) I've achieved all I can in life anyway. It's all good. Good philosophy. Yeah. Alright, thank you for listening to High School Transcript. Remember, you guys can find us on Spotify and iTunes at High School Transcript, and be sure to follow us on Instagram at High School Transcript, all one word. And if you have any teachers you'd like to be on this podcast, then make sure you DM us. See ya! See ya.